everybody, and welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. I don't need your cheddar Givenisi. And today, we're talking about finding treasure troves of content topics. In other words, how to never run out of ideas to write, film, or record about. So joining me on the show is my buddy, an old stuffed boy I still own from my childhood. No, no, wait. That's a different <laughs> That's a different thing. Hold on. Um, no, he's a real boy who created LocationRebel.com, a blog and a paid membership that teaches people how to build a lifestyle business. And one of his lifestyle businesses is a site called Breaking80.com, where he basically, and I say basically, gets to travel around the world for free reviewing golf courses. So at Sean Ogle on Twitter, welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me. Love feel very important after that introduction. Do you? That was the point. Yeah, well, I feel important. And unlike him, I will take your cheddar. So, you know, don't give it to him. I'll take it. Like, I, I don't know if that means money or actual cheese because I'm holding cheese in my picture. It's okay because I'll take both. Okay. I like cheese. Yeah. So there you go. Take that um, for what it's worth. I said basically gets to travel around the world for free and review golf courses. I assume you like golf. I, I have a thing for golf, yes. What is that? Like what, like like a sexual fetish? Well, you know, use your imagination. It can be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> like you're not going on like the 18th hole and you're not like, you know. Well, you know, it's a, some people have, you know, their normal bucket list. I've got a golf bucket list. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, yeah. I do. It's just not nearly that. What's the word I'm looking for? Disgusting. <laughs> when was the last time you were at a golf course? Like, like for for the site. For the site? Well, like two hours ago, I went to a golf course to go review products for really? the site. Um, oh. But the last time I traveled for the site was probably like two weeks ago. And did you? So they paid for you to do the course, right? So basically, the way it works is I've got relationships with PR companies. I've got relationships with some of the courses themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so the PR companies will often send me things to review and I'll write about them on the site. And then often the courses will say, hey, you know, if you're in the area, we'd love to have you come out. We'll comp your greens fee if you, mm -hmm. you know, take some photos or write about us. Um, so that's usually how it works. Occasionally, you'll get the, you know, course that's got a bunch of money and they'll fly me out for a weekend and there'll be a whole like press trip around it. I'll oh, usually wow, be really? Other with other, you know, golf bloggers or journalists or things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a handful of those a year. But often it's they'll reach out to me or more often I will reach out to them and say, hey, I'm, you know, planning a golf trip to New York. I'm going to be playing course X, Y and Z. You know, if you'd be willing to have me out, I'll take photos. I'll give you the rights to use them for whatever you want. I'll give yeah. you a little bit of press. Everybody wins. Huh. And you you're they're sending you free shit, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you so you're getting like. Are the nice stuff like stuff that you are like, oh, shit, I was going to buy this, but then I got it for free. So so this was this was kind of a cool story. So we're not this isn't a golf podcast, so I can say some of these things. Sure. <laughs> um, so about a year and a half ago, guy emails me and he's like, yo, did you get that driver we sent you? And I was like, you mean that five hundred dollar driver that everybody's been raving about lately? Mm. No, I, I didn't get the driver you sent me. He's like, oh, man, like we, uh, you know. Keep your eyes out. I think we sent you one. <laughs> and like three days later, brand new $500 driver shows up in the mail. Um, and I wrote a review about it. And he's like, this was great. Thank you so much. Um, and so then fast forward like nine months later and I needed new irons. Uh -huh. And so 
I emailed him and said, you guys have these irons. I was actually fit for these specific irons. Um, is there anything you can do? And he's like, well, we've got a special fitting process that we're doing in like different stores. Go get fit again. Mm -hmm. Send me your like, you know, specs and what they recommend and I'll mm -hmm. see what I can do. So I go get fit second time for the exact same thing, exact same shafts, exact same irons same everything which is kind of unbelievable and i emailed the guy and he week later like didn't he never responded a week later like two thousand bucks worth of club showed up in jesus you know, at my house and so i do a review on them and you know give him some social media love so there is a fine balance because you still have to be unbiased you know you can't um you know basically say hey i got all this free stuff and you know then you know just be like hey it's great because it was free right to me. so you no, still yeah. have to you still have to basically kind of find that fine line of I'm either not going to write about it if it's that bad yeah. or you guys are sending me the stuff under the assumption that it's going to be an you know, I'm going to be honest. Right. Exactly. Right. But I don't know if everyone or every sponsor knows that. But I think nowadays they have to know that. Right. Yeah, I think they've got an idea. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that if you've got a good relationship with them, I might write back and be like, hey, this sucks. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to publish it. But and I won't publish it or often like what I'll do is like, you know, if for instance, I got a rangefinder from a PR company that I that manages a bunch of different golf companies that I work pretty what's well. A range finder. Uh, it's like a. Basically, it tells you how far away the flag is. So like it's like a, a laser that you look through yeah. with binocular kind of thing. Monocular binoculars binocular that's one binocular so it's a monocular monocular yeah, yeah there you go um so so anyway they emailed him i was like this is horrible like huh. i can't this is terrible and so i didn't write a specific review but in my like you know best range finders roundup um you know content post that i would do i would say stay away from this one so i don't necessarily dedicate like a whole post to it but i'll still kind of you know put it out there in other ways damn that's awesome I'm trying to do the same thing with beer stuff because I, I did it with coffee and I got so much coffee shit in the mail. I'm like, I can't keep up. I can't. You can only make French press coffee out of like one French press before you're like, I think I've reviewed every French press on the planet. You can only become so dehydrated. <laughs> right. Well, how many like like that's the thing. Well, I don't want to go too far on this topic because it's literally irrelevant to what we want to talk about. But the <laughs> the the idea that like uh, how many fucking drivers do you have now? <laughs> the people keep I've got a garage full of golf clubs. Okay, I've right. got a garage full of monoculars, yeah, <laughs> range finders, right. like all that kind of stuff. But then it works great because oftentimes like I'll do a giveaway to my Instagram followers or something like that. Sure. So it's like company sends uh, it to okay. me. They get, they get, you know, kind of bonus promotions, stuff like that. Mm. So, um, but it's interesting at some point I want to talk to you about the coffee stuff because, you know, our whole new brand is hobby hacking, how to build a brand around something you love to do. And yeah. it's, these are two perfect examples of it. Yeah. And, and more so with homebrewing, cause that's like a hobby that I take very, very seriously. So that's and homebrewing stuff is not necessarily cheap. <laughs> it's definitely not cheap. I mean, my, my, my boil kettle was $250. There you go. You know, just for a sure. fucking pot basically. <laughs> um, okay. Well, listen, before we get started on this episode, um, I want to say that the, this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials 
my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over the shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. And uh, so I also want to mention that our last episode which we're recording this on Tuesday, was published yesterday. So it was published just, you know, 24 hours ago. Got 151 downloads so far. So it's not a lot, but it's something. Uh, And the show isn't ranking anywhere on iTunes uh, because I keep looking like a psycho. I'm just like constantly (laughs) going on the iTunes like, am I in the top business podcast yet? It's going to be a while. Oh, I know man. this game. I've played this game before, and I and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get sucked into the game, and here I am sucking. Play in the, the game. game, yeah. <laughs> God, uh, I knew I should have come on this like 50 episodes later. Yeah, I know. You should have been like, how many episodes do you have? Uh, I don't do it until you're at least five thousand downloads an episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, I, w- I mentioned on the last episode that uh, the podcast hosting service that I'm using didn't have this analytics feature, so it was really hard for me to tell how many downloads I have. But as of yesterday. The service that I'm using, Transistor.fm, just added the analytics feature, so now I know exactly how many downloads each episode gets over any date range I want. Uh, And again, uh, Transistor.fm is not a sponsor of the show because that's clearly SEO for bloggers, my course. Uh, But I just want to give them a shout-out because Justin Jackson, who runs the company or is one of the co-founders, hooked me up with early access. And so far, it's, it's awesome. I can't. I have nothing bad to say about it super simple and um i have now two podcasts up on there i have my old podcast that i did uh interviews on and now this one so um if you ever start a podcast on you can i'll I'll hook you up boom nailed it i love getting hooked up uh so yeah (laughs) yeah with drivers i can't offer that Eh, all in due time yeah you know you give me some beer with all those fancy pots that i can do that i can do (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I asked you to come up with some topics cause I'm bad at this. Uh, you came up with two, one of them I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I, I kind of like, I never had to deal with it personally like that. I've never struggled with this topic and I don't know if you have, but basically this idea of coming up with content ideas cause yeah. all right. So both you and I run websites where we, where we produce content on a fairly consistent basis. I don't know about you, but you know, Swim University is a weekly, uh, we publish weekly, and Roasty, we publish weekly, and Brew Cabin, we publish weekly. Um, and you, uh, do you have some sort of expertise in this? Like, do you, do you, th- or feel like you do? Well, you know, have you written I've about been, this topic? Because you write about this kind of stuff. I just, I've talk. been publishing content almost every, basically every single week for the last like nine years. Yeah, so, okay. you know, Same. when it comes to content ideas, you know, I've kind of gone through the wave of like, I'm just getting started. This is awesome. I've got so many ideas yeah. to, okay, now I'm out of ideas. What do I do? To like coming full circle with like, oh, like now I've thought about like other ways that you can spin things mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, Talk about the same thing, but do it in a different way. So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm an expert, but I certainly You've have some thoughts it. on that. Right. I've done it. 
I've done. What, I mean, so like, do you have a, a specific? So, so here's the thing: you write about, like, you would write about this topic in a very meta sense. Like, you would write a topic on Location Rebel, how to come up with content ideas, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. How many times have you written that article? Uh, well, half a dozen, maybe. <laughs> really? Like, over the course of nine years, actually, today. Uh-huh. Like today is the nine year anniversary of Location Rebel. Damn. I published my very first blog post nine years ago. Um, so, you know, it's, you it's know, hundred. It's old. You're an God, old I'm, man in this industry. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't me. know if that's. Uh, no, I'm not as old as you. Let's not. I'm only one year older than that. Hey, I'm, but I'm not as old as you. That's fair. Both in the blog sense and the real world sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've probably written. I don't know. I've probably written half a dozen different versions or variations of that type of post. Okay. So to give me some context, cause I don't really know your, your process. Are you still writing weekly on like you personally, are you writing weekly on location rebel? Not necessarily me personally. Okay. So I have Liz who is kind of my director of content communications manager. Like she does a lot of the content management. So she'll set up guest posts. She'll write occasionally. So uh-huh. I'm writing a couple times a month. Oh, okay. Uh, I started doing my video blog. So I started my YouTube channel, which I'm posting every Thursday. So that's okay. kind of what I've transitioned myself into is In doing content, content wise. Right. Yep. Um, so but but are you still the one coming up with the i like with the topics? Yeah, it's a the... collaborative thing. So okay. Liz and I will both talk about it. Um, I'll also see you know we've got a pretty good two way street going with our email list. So mm-hmm. when people are signing up, I'm really encouraging them to reach out and start a conversation with us. Yeah. Uh, so you know they'll talk about the things that they're struggling with, the things they're trying to figure out, you know the type of business they want to create. So I kind of leverage all of that when I think about you know what my content ideas are going to be about. Um, I also pull on like what am I dealing with personally? Sure. <laughs> you know it's I think that as I'm sure you can tell, you know one of the biggest you know ways uh, you know a content based business is successful is by the personality and the person behind it. You know right. if you can build a relationship with your readers, then you know people are going to be much more engaged and they're going to want to keep coming back and so i'm i try and be pretty honest about you know the problems i've got the things that are going on and my big wins because i've kind of found when i stop doing that people don't pay so much attention when you're just writing about like when you're just doing seven seven steps to blank or whatever you know when you're doing the same shit that everybody else is you know people can kind of gloss over it unless you're doing just like you know in the top point one percent of people that are doing it and And it's not even as much about being able to write content like that. It's about being able to market content like that. Um, how, yeah. Well, right. And how far do you go? Like, um, like how, like, let's say you have a meet, like, I don't know how often you do this or whatever, but like, do you have a meeting with Liz like every month? And you're like, okay, let's, let's try to come up with like 25 article topics and titles and then throw them in some sort of like editorial calendar. And then she knocks them out with you. And then, you know, again, like the following month, let's do 25 more. Like, do you have a, is there a process for that? It's kind of just like, Oh, we're running out quick. No, it's we. Um, so last year I took a freaking unbelievable course that completely kind of changed the, you know, trajectory of my business. Uh-huh. Uh, it was called a sauna for bloggers. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm actually, I say that half jokingly, but also very seriously that we oh, started using made a sauna. That the sponsor, not the SEO course. It's, it's, 
both. I mean, they both are. They both, they both kind sponsor. Of, there you yeah. go. But I say I say this like in all seriousness. I I took your course. Uh-huh. I started using Asana, and it has been a game changer for the organization of our business. Yeah. So we have a project that's basically a working document of content ideas. Right. So it's like, is this a good fit for a blog post? Is this a good fit for a video? Is this a good fit for you know a member you know members page within Location Rebel? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a good fit for social media? And so we just have that working document, and we'll review review it once a month, and we'll mm-hmm. say, okay, we've got you know four videos this month, and we've got four blog posts at least. Um, you know, what do we want to tackle? What makes the most sense to work on together? Yeah. And so we try and kind of work, you know, kind of a month ahead. And sometimes we do a better job than others, but sure. you know, it's pretty much every time we get an idea. You put it into the, you know, the, um, you know, that project, um, and then often it'll kind of just go up top, and then it's like, okay, is this a better blog post, or is this a better video post, or right. is this a better post? And then we'll filter it from there. So yeah, because I mean, when I do it uh, for some university, it's tough because I don't, I'm not thinking of pools all the time, so right. I have to kind of go in like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour or two doing my, because I, I did write a few things out that that I do to come up with the topic ideas and and run through them and say, okay, we haven't done this. We haven't talked about this yet. Let's do this. Uh, And I'll, you know, I do have a a project in Asana where I write all of those things down. And then, you know, randomly, very randomly, you know, I'll get an email from somebody, which I don't really answer my SUMU emails, but sometimes they kind of overflow to me if, if my VA doesn't know, like, yeah, what the fuck someone's talking about, you know, which is very common because they're like, people are, you know, like I have all different kinds of pools or whatever. So, uh, she'll, I'll see those and go, Oh, you know what? That would be, we've never talked about saltwater pools or we've never talked about some specific thing. And I'm like, let's do some research and find out if it's even worth talking about. And then I put it on the content list. So even my content idea list is, it's kind of like me self filtering because yeah, I, I don't, I used to not do this, which I used to just go, Oh, somebody's talking about this and so I'm going to throw that in the list and that's you know we have so much content but now I kind of have this filter where I'm like well you know should we write about this does it even make sense to our primary goal because I used to I mean shit uh back in some university I was like oh you know hot tub sex is a is a killer keyword right yeah <laughs> like that people a lot of people are googling hot totally. tub sex and so I wrote a post about hot tub sex and put it on swimuniversity.com. I ranked for the longest time. I ranked number one for hot tub sex. And it wasn't like people were coming to the, to the page and, and going, Oh, there's no porn here bounce. Right. They were, they were staying. So it was clearly like we were, they were actually looking for like, how do you do this? How do you do this without getting pregnant? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Totally. So, um, and yeah, and mine was more like, how do you clean up after? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so here's a question. So you say you kind of have to force yourself with Mm -hmm. Swim University to sit down and come up with content. So what about Roasty or Brew Cabin or something that you are thinking about on a more regular basis? Yeah. Uh, You know, Uh, something you enjoy. Yeah. So it's 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 both because um, I yeah. So homebrewing, I could come up with a plethora of topics just off the top of my head. And that's kind of actually that's how Roasty started. Roasty started. By me sitting down with no tools and just going, what do I want to know about coffee? And I just wrote down everything, and that's how we started. Now, I guess, unfortunately, 
And fortunately, like, I sort of guessed on a few things that people were searching for because that's kind of our strategy is we're creating content to rank in SEO. Some people do it for other yep. – they have other traffic sources like Pinterest or um, Facebook or whatever. But, you know, m- my main goal has always been uh, search engine traffic. So sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to know how to make a, co- a Turkish coffee, you know? So I write that down, and I'm like, okay, people are searching for how to make Turkish coffee, right? So yeah. we kind of accidentally nailed it. But then I'm like, well, I want to know the difference between these brown and white filters, like these, you know, these coffee filters. Like, why are they fucking different? And great I'm, question, you know. And so I, so I wrote that down, and we wrote that article, and then I was like, well, wait a minute. Then I had to be smart later. I was like, well, wait, are Pete do any? Does anyone really care about that, or is it just me? And it turns out they do care about it, but they call it bleached and unbleached. So it's like, uh, okay, well, we go in and change those those keywords so that we kind of match that. But that's how Roasty started. And when I started doing uh, Brew Cabin, we've taken a different approach. Uh, because with Brew Cabin, yeah, I could sit there and go, like, why, you know, what effect does uh, – oats have on haze production in new england style ipas and it's like well dude is anyone searching for that or are you just writing that for your own you know yeah so i would imagine the people that are serious about that like you know they you may uh, not get the the breadth of people but you'll get the people that are like i've found my like community a hundred percent which we will do later but because we're trying to build traffic for people who are searching we had to take it with okay, we need to produce content that people are actively looking for. And totally. then once we've kind of filled in those, those, those pillar uh, and we've ranked you know, in the top five of Google or, or whatever, and we have this consistent traffic and we're monetized and we're making money, it's like, okay, now I can hire you know, really detailed writers to go out and do these like exposition pieces or whatever you want to call them, like these journalistic pieces that are very specific that are not going to rank at all in Google – Unless by accident, but the people who are actively fans of our website will find them will find them interesting, and, and it's kind of content for our own people, you know. And then all of these posts become gateway posts where they come to the website, and it's like, oh, I, I came because I wanted to learn about yeast washing, but now I'm reading about you know some other really deep topic that I never thought I you know, and now I'm a fan of this site or whatever. Well, and this actually brings up something that I've been going through that I've kind of had this big epiphany moment a little bit over the last little bit as we've been kind of revamping our site Uh is that, you know, you've got your pillar content. You know, we've got over we had somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 blog posts. I realized um, as I was like going through, you know, doing an SEO audit and all of that stuff. We had somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 blog posts that hadn't gotten a single hit. Yes. In the last three months. Uh Yeah. And so I kind of realized I was like and I started writing this down where what are the posts that are essential to location rebel and learning how to build a lifestyle business. Right. You know, whether I've got them or whether I would need to create them, what would like 50 posts look like that would kind of give you everything you needed to know that would be super beneficial for new readers, mm-hmm. uh, but would also help filter people into, you know, our premium community and right. products into. Yeah, right. Money. And I kind of had this realization that you really only need 30 to 50 posts on any site about, you know, just about anything that kind of answer the big questions. And so that was kind of a big thing for me as I was thinking about content and just kind of saying, okay, do I come up with new stuff or do I just update old stuff? Like how, how do I do that? And so, yeah, uh, I mean, we, uh, like when I started swim university, it was, I, I didn't know 
I wasn't very focused on that. And yeah. so I was just like, well, I started going down this Pinterest strat, you know, strategy stuff. And so I'm like, oh, we need poolside recipes. So I started creating articles about like I started making up my own recipes and drinks for that you would enjoy by the poolside just so they would rank on Pinterest. And and hopefully my, my idea was like, oh, I have to shotgun this. Just like the hot tub sex article. You don't yeah. need a hot tub to read about having sex in one, right? Yes. And so I realized like, oh, those those posts – and like I had a workout one too. You know, hot tub yoga. I had one that was like pool exercises or whatever. Those got a, a ton of traffic to my website but didn't convert into anything because there are yep. mostly people who don't own pools or spas. And I was paying for that traffic. Those people were coming to my website and I have to pay you know, hosting for that. Uh, yeah. But they weren't subscribing to anything. They weren't uh, clicking any affiliate links, really. And they weren't buying my products. So I go well, – so I deleted them. And they were the mo- highest traffic – I mean I was getting – my 15-minute uh, um, pool exercise post was, I think, the most popular post on my website as of like four or five months ago. Wow. And I, that's a bold move. And I deleted it. because Well, it, is it though? Because then it – it's it's like I'm I, I got rid of something that was getting me traffic but not making me any money so why pay for that right yeah because most people have egos and they like to see their I traffic numbers be high and well so, I didn't uh, you know I, I didn't throw it away I I still own the words in a word document and I could sell it or not sell it but like use it as a guest post on another website that and let them bring in let them filter the traffic for me so anybody who clicks over to some university from that post is probably clicking over because they own a pool, you know, Got it. and let yep. them have the traffic and that's fine. Whatever. If they want to monetize it or not, it's up to them, but, or maybe they can monetize it. Like maybe I give it to, you know, greatest.com or, or some, you know, fitness website where, you know, they, they would benefit more from the, from the words and than I would, but I would get that. I would still get that shotgun approach. Yeah, it's interesting you mention that because I rank, depending on the day, one or two for airplane exercises. <laughs> right. And and it's one of those things. It was a post that was written in 2011. It mm-hmm. still gets a fair amount of traffic, and I'm not quite as adept at my analytics as you are, so I can't tell you what they're converting into. But sure. I'm going to guess that they probably don't, don't convert into much because sure. they're people that are getting ready to take a, tr- a long trip. They don't know what to do. They're not necessarily looking to start a business. Right. Uh, so yeah, and, if, that's and if, like, let's say if like all of those people – they might think they want to do lifestyle business. So they're like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up. Well, you're paying for that email now. And they're, they don't engage with any of your email addresses. They're, they, they could hit spam because they forget who, you know. So it's like they're, they're a liability to me. And if, but yep. if, you're, if you're writing something and people are actively looking for it and then coming back to your website, it's like, well, those people are pretty, you know, that my conversion rate is going to naturally go up and I'm going to have people staying on my list a little bit longer because, you know, people are coming to swim university because they're searching for how to get rid of algae versus how do I, can I use a condom in a hot tub? It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, but, but to, to talk about the, the coming up with those ideas, I mean, like, obviously I came up with the hot tub sex one because I looked at, I was doing keyword research. Keyword research, keyword research, right? Right now, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that what you call it these days? Yeah. So I use a site called Pornhub. Uh, I mean, Hrefs. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, a Hrefs, I think it is. 
com and before that I used uh, SEMrush and and Moz, you know those those things. Yeah, what haven't you used? What's what? I said what haven't you used? Yeah, I mean you know trying them all out. <laughs> I kind of come like I, I get really into it and then I'm like eh, I'm not into this anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I that's what I was doing to find content. Um, and back then I was just looking for big ass keywords that got a lot of search, and I didn't care about uh, keyword difficulty, and and technically still don't. Um, but one of my one of the things that I do now to get content ideas, and this happens, I do this specifically, actually exclusively with Brew Cabin because it's such a brand new site. I do competitor research within Ahrefs. So I uh-huh. I go, okay, I'm Google just beer brewing and, and just look at regular Google. And I'm like, all right, who are the top beer brewing websites that talk about home brewing? And I just plug them into Ahrefs and I look at their organic keywords, like where they're ranking. And that basically just gives me a list of, okay, they're ranking for uh, you know yeast starter, which I'm like, okay, that would not be one of the first articles I would write on a beginner how-to, but yeah, it's people, it's get like 6,000 searches a month, which doesn't sound like a lot because it's homebrewing, but I'm like, okay. And then like diacetyl rest, which I'm like, what? That's such a, it's such a weird topic, but I'm like, I guess I didn't, you know, because all by doing this research, it's sort of just like, sort of illuminated these these keywords and the and the way I put it is it's kind of like let someone else do all of that like throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks and then you're and then pulling you, out what sticks. Yeah, you just go in and say, okay, that's great. This is what's working. Now I'm gonna do this better than you. Exactly. And cannibalize yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, does it sound like I don't sound like a dick, right? I mean, no, like I mean that's I mean that's what SEO really is at this point. Yeah. And in the end, the person that's winning is you know the the end reader, right? Uh, because you know that's what you know people are just trying to find the most relevant information possible. And yeah. so if you go in and say, okay, these are the key terms that are getting traffic. This is what I'm going to try and rank for, and say, okay, I'm going to make the best freaking post that's ever been written about this, right? You know. That's that's kind of what's working these days. You know, it's you know, obviously there's more to it than that. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like the days of like article spinning and keyword (laughs) stuffing. Like those are so far long gone. It's like Google's gotten pretty smart. So it's like as a baseline, you have to have really good content and then you can kind of start going from there. So, yeah. And that's the way I do. Like I've that's the way I'm building my foundation. That's not the way I built the Swim University Foundation, because back then. I think I, I did use keyword research, but I was looking for low-hanging fruit, as they call it. So, like, <laughs> long-tail keywords. And I don't believe in long-tail keywords anymore. Um, it, I think the long-tail keywords makes more sense if you're in a hyper-competitive niche. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, I guess, like, weight loss or health. Yeah. Know, that kind of thing. Uh, versus you know, swimming pools, there's, I'm like the only game in town really. So it wasn't as, you know, and same with homebrewing, like there's, there is competitors, but I mean, I've been able to rank pretty easily with zero backlinks. I mean, that's pretty much like that right there. Like that should be a hack. It's like, you want to be, you want to build a successful online business, go into like the most boring niche you can find right. where you don't have any competitors. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> and yeah, make, and still it's make like, the best content. Yeah, and then still make the best content. It's like who is like who out there is going to be like you know what you know what just really gets me going? Yeah, pools. Pools. Well, I mean, pool cleanliness. Yeah, and it, and here's the here. What's weird about it is it's not the thing that I 
I didn't just pick that because of that reason. I just I grew up in the pool industry, so I I knew yeah. you know I've known pools my entire life. I know I know too much, and it's like well I need to get the shit out of me because and put it on a website and make some money from it. I will say, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I honestly cannot look at a pool and not think about you now. <laughs> it's I, like a pool cleaning truck goes by. First thing I think of, hey, wonder what Matt's doing. I just swam in a hotel pool. Like, yeah. oh god, I'm probably going to get a disease. I should text Matt and see what I should do about this. So it's which not actually like did it's happen. not like in Hook where you like lean over into the pool and look at your reflection and it's me. Oh no 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 no! no not like it's that. just like you know, Matt pools. It's just kind of they go together. Basically, you're like, am I going to get scurvy from going in this pool? Yeah, that's exactly. And then usually I go in and say, ah, that was probably a bad move. And yeah, I probably have some infection somewhere, somewhere that yeah. may or may not manifest themselves I have <laughs> over the folliculitis. Yeah, yeah, it's very common. But yeah, I I that and home brewing. I, I'm a home brewer, been one for 10 years on and off. And so I'm like, oh, I just, it just look, I look at it. And I'm like, oh, it just happens to be something I'm interested in. And also, you know, what's, here's the difference. Swimming pools for me, and not to go down like a niche picking uh, rant, but uh, swimming pools for me was really easy to get into, but also hard because there was no competitor. So I had nobody to research off of or, or, yeah. or try to be better than I had to just be the best and there was nothing to kind of like gauge anything off of. And, you know, a lot of people early on tell you if you want to build a blog or you want to build a a website business, you know, get in front of your competitors followers or, you know, (laughs) and you're like, how am I going to do that? There's no other pool blogs out there. (laughs) I tried to go on a forum. They just kicked me off. They're like, you own a pool site. Get out of here. I'm like, well, that isn't the point. Um, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you, you idiots. So I, so yeah, I had I had I struggled there, but um, with the like pool stuff is expensive, and so like for affiliate marketing it was great, absolutely right. And I just didn't know that at the time. Yeah, um, even though I grew up in the pool industry and I did sell this shit, so I knew how much all this stuff cost, but I didn't put two and two together until later, until I started roasty, and I'm like, oh right, uh, uh, co- <laughs> like a French press is twenty bucks. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, everyone goes like, I'm not making any money off of Amazon. I'm like, well, stop recommending books. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, think of the margin. $500 drivers. That's where it's exactly. at. <laughs> that's definitely where it's at. Monoculars all day. All day. Um, so, uh, but with homebrewing, it's like, oh, I got in this niche. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I spent $250 on a kettle. I there you get go. it. So, uh, so yeah, I, so for me, um, that's one, you know, hrefs to build the, to build a foundation. It's not a good place to come up with general ideas about stuff, at least for me. Where do you like, cause you do, well, at breaking 80, you don't like the content just kind of falls in your lap. The content kind of creates itself. You know, I found there's, there's a few different things that have worked really well for me. And we'll talk specifically about breaking 80 cause it's a good example of okay. it. Uh, product reviews in general. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, uh, Taylor made M2 three wood review. It's right. like if you're doing that one, you're, you know, it's a popular product. So there's a lot of people searching it. Good. If someone's looking for that specific review, there's a good chance they're thinking about buying it. And there's also a good chance that Amazon's got the best price. So right. you have the potential to make some money off of it. I've also found um, like for instance, um, best golf anything. Yeah, so right. Best no, golf, that definitely works. 
like best golf gifts. Like I like five X my revenue every December because I rank <laughs> yeah, for best right, golf right, gifts. Right, and yeah. so you do that. Best golf range finders. Um, monoculars. Monoculars, whatever. Um, but best anything and anything review like those are basically what i do and if you have a site that's kind of all geared around one specific niche like i find within usually within a week or two i'm ranking in the top three for just about anything i post but how do you know that those how do you know what it is like how do you know that how do you know to pick range finders for example uh the reason you do it right Range finders in particular, yeah, one, because I do it so I know I see that almost everyone I play with has a range finder, uh-huh. and I know they're expensive, so I know uh-huh. that I can make money off of them. Sure. And in all honesty, it's because there's a lot of PR companies that are trying to like pitch their latest thing, so it's easy to get them to review. Did you so, When you did the review stuff, did you just wait for people to reach out to you when you built your site, or did you start reaching out to people and saying, I have a site? Give no, I did both. So I started reviewing products that I had. It's like, you know, if you're oh, into any, like, yeah, like right now, I bet you have at least a dozen like um, brewing related tools or equipment that you could write a review. Oh, about. yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I nonstop buy things. Exactly. So you just start doing reviews of all of those. And that's great, too, because you're going to have things you really like and things you really don't like. So you don't run into that like bias thing. Um, and that helps you build your, you know, build trust with your audience, build your recognition, build your brand. And once you review one kettle, yeah. then there's a good chance a competing person's going to see that and say, oh, well, we've got a kettle, too. Could you review ours? And so Dude, that's what's I happened. I literally have like nine rangefinders sitting in my office right now because, you know, one, you start re- like doing individual reviews. People see that. And then when you search for best golf range finders, I'm one of the first things that show up. So people want to be listed there. So it becomes a lot easier the more you do it to acquire the items to do the reviews. I'm not going to lie to you. You just got me wet. <laughs> because I'm glad you got something out of this. Uh, oh, I did write it down. I have it. But I just it just like dawned on me. So I wrote down in Asana, honest review videos for free gear. So I was thinking videos, um, but videos are so much harder. They're harder, but man, if you want to kill it on anything, if you do a video and a blog post and embed it, it's like I've found like every single time I – like do a YouTube video on the same topic embedded in there, both the video and the blog post do better and get more traffic. So that's one thing that I did on swim university kind of early on. And, and I just felt like it wasn't worth the bang for my buck now. Okay. I'll say this at swim university. I got a lot of shit sent to me or at least a lot of people reaching out saying, Oh, will you review our chlorine pucks? Will you review our robotic pool cleaner? And I'm like, to me, that was a pain in the ass because, one, I don't want it. I don't own a pool. Yeah. So, like, it, I don't. Well, what am I going to do with this? Right. And if I do it and it sucks, I'm like, I have to email them back and be like, dude, this sucks and I'm not going to write about it. Or this sucks and I have to write about it because it sucks so bad. Yeah. You know? You're also like, you kind of, I think it's one of those things you establish it up front. They say, hey, yes, please send it to me, but I'm going to write a review, positive or negative, yes. based on that. So, if you really believe in your product, great. But yeah. I'm going to be totally honest in my review you know like i would be and i when i think about that i was think when you were saying all that i'm i'm thinking um you know for breaking 80 it makes a lot of sense because you like golf so if you get a 500 golf club it's probably going to be your main driver right it's like yeah. or at least you're going to use it and 
if you, if you stop using it, it's like I still have an awesome driver. Totally. Uh, with like I did for Brew Cabin pretty early in too. It's not it hasn't been that long, but I got sent a fermenter. Uh, it's a two hundred dollar fermenter, and they just wanted me to take pictures and post them on Instagram. And yep. And I and they also sent me a kit of like an ingredient kit, so I actually have one of their beers on tap uh, that I made. And uh, I didn't even think to do a review though. I just thought, oh, I just need to take pictures of this and put it online. And I'm actually using it right now to make a saison, so. I'm using it and I have my thoughts about it and I just I'm not I'm see the problem is I'm not really a writer so I I hire people to do that and so it's really hard for me to sit down and go oh I'm going to review this thing and and create something awesome from it. Well, but also if you're hiring someone to to do the writing it's like you can basically like send them a 10 minute like audio file of just talking about it. Oh, I Be like, did not even think of that. <laughs> it's like I love this. This worked really well. This totally screwed me up. This wasn't as advertised. This felt kind of cheap and then let somebody else write oh, it. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I got a flood going on down here. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, okay. But that's, I mean, that's what the whole, so, you know, I kind of mentioned my new brand, Hobby Hacking. That's kind of what this was all about is people kept saying, oh, man, I wish I could do like what yeah. you're doing with your golf stuff around X. And it's not hard if you're passionate about something like, for instance, brewing. It's like you're passionate about all this stuff. You're using this stuff. It's right. like. You know, it's it's easy to do and you do it for the first year and don't even worry about money or traffic. You just do it because you like it. Yeah. And really quickly, people catch on to that and they can see the passion. And it's like that's when opportunities start showing up. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm going to I have to come up with a plan now. Um, <laughs> so you did mention earlier uh, that another way you come up with content ideas is doing is asking people like yep. you literally ask your, um, I guess, readers. Yeah, I don't it's usually not as much asking um, like people will email me and be like, oh, I had a question about this or I read this article and this oh, didn't so make you sense. Kinda just pull it from. The and so general... you kind of pull it there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I have a occasionally weekly newsletter uh-huh. uh, that has been a more like a monthly newsletter lately. Sure. Um, but it's like I've got an idea for a post, for instance, recently I had a post idea for a post about SEO and basically doing like an audit of your site, uh, especially for sites that are more established and they've ignored their SEO for a long period of time. So I've been going through this project or, you know, for the last nine years of not doing a whole lot Mm -hmm. and having to essentially like clean house and do all the things I should have been doing all along. Mm -hmm. So I asked my readers, I said, Hey, I'm going through this process. What questions do you have specifically about SEO? How did you do that though? I did it. Uh, oh, I just did it in my newsletter. It was literally oh, as so a, people just re- replied. Yeah, just as a PS said, hit reply. Let me know what you want. Oh. And I got, you know, 15 responses from people that are like, I have a question about this or I have a question about this. Could you talk about this? So then all of a sudden it's like, boom, this is what people want to know. Here's my post. Right. And you have a place. I think that's important, too, is like you have a place where it you can store it when it when it comes to you. You're like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to write this down. Exactly. Right. Because that's so how I go, do it too. It's like I, I have a one place in Asana where I'm like, if I come up with an idea, I know exactly where to go. And that's that kind of goes back to our, you know, idea project. So it's like, here's yeah. a content idea, here's my, you know, SEO post, and then I'll just go into the comments and literally copy and paste what people's questions are. Right. And you know, often like I'll even use that space if I'm doing like an outline and Liz and I will go back and forth and just kind of both edit it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that kind of becomes the default hub. Huh. So I do, um, I do something similar 
on at SwimU, but it's automated. So I have a uh, a five what? email automated. What? I said, ooh, automated. automated. <laughs> had to one up me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it came from I think it was who was the dude? Derek Derek Halpern. Right? Was he the guy that was like, oh, ask people what they're struggling with? Yeah, right? that was Halpern. Okay. So I took that advice and I created an email series. And at the end of this email series, you know, for all new subscribers, uh, I would ask them, like, what are you struggling with? But I was getting the responses. They were just email after email. And I'm like, I don't, what am, what am I going to do? Like, I kept putting them into a folder in Gmail. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'll get to these eventually when I need to go and do my research phase. But now I have it in. I did have it in a Google uh, form, like a survey. Yep. And so it was just like, oh, what kind of, in, you know, what, or I was like, what kind of pool do you own? It's like in ground, above ground. Like I gave them options. So it was, it was a cert reader survey. So not everyone took it, obviously. But I, basically one of the questions, I had two questions at the beginning, or one of the questions was, what's the thing you enjoy most about owning a swimming pool? And yeah. then the second question was, what's, what frustrates you the most about owning a swimming pool? And the reason I chose to do that first question was I wanted the I needed some sort of lead in for for sales pages. You mm-hmm. know, like, don't you love having a swimming pool that you could be with your that, family in? And I just needed to know, like, what that yeah, for you sure. Know? And then the the res- like then it's just like I think I have like fifteen hundred responses of what frustrates people. Most of it in my line of work is I have trouble with the chemistry. I have trouble keeping it clean, but then there's some random ones that I've never thought of. And I'm like, Oh, that's oh just I a, never would. It's just a treasure trove of, yeah. you know, like content ideas, which I also want to back up real quick because if, if for people that are listening that have a blog or are starting a blog, this was, you know, we kind of glanced over it. It was one of the single biggest keys to my success, um, where Halpern says, you know, in your opening email introduction sequence, your autoresponder, ask people what they're struggling with right. and get them okay, to reply. Right, right, right. And so I've been doing that. I say, what are you struggling with? What does your perfect day look like? Hmm. And literally, I've gotten thousands and thousands of responses over the years from people answering that question. And you kind of start to realize usually their struggles all come down to the same like four or five yeah. things. Right. Um, but what I do, which completely blows people's mind, or at least what I, I really did for specifically the first like 10,000 subscribers was I responded to them and mm. I sent thousands and thousands of emails back and forth with readers where I would, you know, give them advice. I would send them to a blog post. I would point them in the right direction. I'd recommend other people. Yeah. I would generally just try and be Help. useful and build that relationship. Yeah. And it took a ton of time, mm-hmm. but it built up a huge amount of trust because people first off they're like oh i've never seen anyone actually want me to respond to one of these before right yeah and it's like oh like i spilt you know you know poured my life out to you and then you actually gave me a thoughtful response back it's like instant trust and credibility so even though that's tough to do at scale like now we still do it but you know Liz helps write some of our things as well, uh-huh. uh, some of our responses. But if you're just getting started and you want to actually build loyal followers, I don't know of a single better way to do it than that. So, huh. kind yeah. of a sidebar. It's a yeah, uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, I, it I, is a lot of work. Yeah, because we get it's a lot of questions. different approaches, <laughs> right? And it depends on where you are. Like, I could do that right now with Brew Cabin, but I could not do that with Swim University. It would be insane. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's one of those like it will get you. It's one of the best ways I know of to get you to a certain point. And then you either have to outsource <laughs> right. it yeah. or change the wording to make them recognize I'm not going to respond to you. And that's but what I did. I, will read it. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. did that. I changed the response, which is like I may or may not respond. Or yes. someone may or may not respond. It's not even me any, anymore, but totally. Um, so I because we're gonna wrap up and soon. I um, I w- I just want to read off the ones that I wrote down. Did you have okay. to do any research for this whatsoever, or no? Um, a little bit, but okay, you know. Uh, and just tell me if expand on it if you think like if you do it or not. Um, okay. Do you have a search on your website, like a search feature? I do. Do you, but, do you record what people search for? No, I've got... Can you do that? Yeah. How do I do that? You can do that with Google <laughs> Analytics. Ah, uh, we need to talk. <laughs> okay. So basically in Google Analytics, there's a feature in your property settings that allows you... It'll ask you to record search queries within your website. And okay. all you do is give it what the, what the keyword... What the... Uh, oh, sorry. The URL variable is. So in... In uh, WordPress, so if you have like a WordPress search installed, yeah, the variable they use is the is the letter S. So it's S equals and then the search term. So Got if you it. just go into Google Analytics and type in uh, S as the search query, it'll start recording all of those for you. Got it. So that's fascinating. Yeah. So I have a huge library of keywords that people are typing in. Uh, it's really hard to sort through. I will, it's, it's yeah. because people t- type in pH and you're like, okay, that's not helpful at all. But then some people <laughs> type in this? like really long things and if, and in people, if people do it a lot, if you have a lot of traffic, it's, and it's crazy. So you kind of have to find the trends because people are going to search for like different variations yeah. of the same thing. Yeah. And if you have a WordPress, uh, if you use the WordPress search, cause I, before I used the WordPress search, I used uh, Google custom search. Yep. So you can install Google custom search on your website and it's like a code. I don't know if they still make it anymore, but I think they do. And their query was Q. Okay. Query. So Got you would it. add that in. Um, but then I, I started using this. I don't use it anymore, but it's worth, I think it's worth mentioning is if you are using the WordPress search, uh, there's this plugin called Relevancy. Do you, do you know okay. what I'm talking about? It's, nope. it's basically it's it re-indexes it's supposed to make the wordpress search better although i do believe wordpress made their search better and i could be wrong about that but i felt like relevancy wasn't really making it all that more relevant uh but relevancy will actually re- do the recording for you where they oh, record that's everything cool. that goes in there cuz i've always been kind of anti on-site searches Me too. for like wordpress sites because i feel like they're worthless i i um, agree but it was but I had such a hard time. I I really only do it right now on. I think I might do it on all my sites. But Swim University, it gets used like crazy. Yeah, because people are like you know typing in I have green pool and it's you know comes up. What do um, I do? Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing I use is um, I type one word into Google, and I let the autocomplete yeah. sort of fill in the rest. I, I do that a lot as well, yeah. where it's like, okay, let's use this. I'll use it specifically. I don't use it as much for content ideas, but I use it a lot for optimization. What do you so mean? If, oh, I so, know what you mean. You mean like coming up, like once you've written something, finding the right keywords? 
Exactly. Okay. So it's like if I'm ranking for niche sites um, yeah. and I've got a whole post on how to make a niche site, then I'll go through and I'll be like, OK, what other questions are people searching for about niche sites, niche site ideas? What are niche sites? And then I'll make those my H2 headings and then do like, you know, a few paragraphs about it uh, to try and rank for some of those kind of medium to oh, longer tail. Right. Terms. They're my I call them cousin keywords. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, although they should be called like child keywords or something. <laughs> but I didn't get I didn't I didn't come up with the term cussing keywords, but uh um, yeah, I I I I I guess I do it for that too. I mean I obviously I use I have Ahrefs now to use to do that, but um I mostly do it because I I also scroll down to the bottom, like if I'll I'll type in like pool algae and then I'll yeah. scroll all the way to the bottom and it has like suggested terms at the bottom. Yep. And I'll see if there's anything there that isn't or that makes more sense to use it for your what you do it for, which is, um, you know, coming up with like those expanded keywords, like just other well, long tail shit to rank for. And kind of depending on like what your search strategy is, if you're doing kind of the hub and spoke model where it's like you've got like one hub and you need like where it's like this is basically your like, you know, your money post. This is the one that ranks for your like primary key term. Um, you know, then you have all the different hubs that basically show your site is still relevant to that key term. So it might be if my hub is bucket list, then you might have a post on how to make a reverse bucket list, how to create a bucket list, why you should have a bucket list, bucket list ideas. Do you follow that model that hub? And I never heard of that. Yeah, uh, I do. And it tends to work really well. I've seen people like a few people that have SaaS companies that I know, like they've implemented that. And within six months, they've like tripled their traffic. Really? Um, so, so yeah, Google kind of says, okay, what are the relevant things to this, you know, particular term? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got a site that's all about, you know, bucket lists, generally that's going to rank better than a site that only mentions it in one random post. So, so by- yeah, I kind of go the other way with it. I believe that you should do everything. You should make a, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 word post and use those, those like keywords in the H2 tags and basically create the one-stop shop for that entire topic versus creating those like little mini posts that all kind of like link into the bigger one. Yeah. So basically you, and I'm still kind of figuring out the best way to do this because you want that five or 10,000 word post as your kind of hub. So it's just all a matter of like having some other spots on the site that still link back to that, the kind of oh, show, yeah. Hey, this isn't a one-off. This is, well, you know, I mean, this even is if you have a, even if you have a site that is like very specific, you will find ways to link to that bigger post without it having to be like directly relevant. Is that absolutely what I mean? Absolutely. So Um, I find that on like homebrewing, it makes a lot, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Cool. Um, the other, the other thing I wrote down was, uh, Pinterest search, which is pretty much the same thing. It's roughly the same thing as, uh, the Google thing. And you could use YouTube as well. Yeah, um, but you start typing in you st- you type in your big word. So for, uh, so for some university, I type in pool and I just wait to see what comes up. And then I what I do, what I've been doing is I type in the word pool and then I type in space and then I hit A and I, I record all those and backspace and then I hit B record all those hit backspace and then C record all those. Ah, uh, yeah. smart, very yeah. smart. I'm very very smart. Um. <laughs> You just keep telling yourself that very intelligent. (laughs) Um, Another thing for people that, you know, if you're looking to do content on like do product reviews, for instance, going to Amazon and go into your niche 
and look at like what are the top ranking products in your niche. Um, so it's like if I go look for like golf products and you can see like the best sellers and things like that. Oh, so, you know, that's like, oh, well, this is like their best selling rangefinder. OK, cool. I'm going to go do a review of that rangefinder because I know that that one's selling and people are buying. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's per. I like that. So, yeah. So that's one. If I'm like, oh, I want to like, you know, find a new product to review. Yeah. Then you kind of go in there and that one tends to work pretty well. What, have you ever run out? Of ideas? Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say I've ever run out of ideas. I've gotten burnt out on things where it's like I've mm. got ideas and I'm like, ah, I don't feel like writing that. Or mm. uh, I just did something similar to that. Um, and it goes in waves. Like, you know, I've kind of I'm coming out of one of those with Location Rebel where it's like I've been doing this again nine years yeah. today. 700 um, posts, right? 700 posts. And you're like, how many times can I write about this? Yeah. Um. But now that I kind of took a fairly extended break and we we're doing like, you know, I was having Liz do a lot and I wasn't writing as much. But mm-hmm. now that I've kind of been able to take a step back, we got off Rainmaker, which was that's a whole different story. Sure. We got up, went from WordPress to Rainmaker. Now we're is back that done, WordPress. by the way? Is that trans? It's the transfer is done. done okay. Now we just have a bunch of residual and things that problems that arose because of it. But okay. um, damn, that's been so gone yeah, for so now, months. Yeah, it's a it's a process. But now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, we're done with that transition. I'm excited about the business again. Um, Once I did the audit and saw just how (laughs) actually this is this is probably one of my best ideas for content. If you've got an established site is talk about those 150 posts that have had zero views over the last few months. Um, Combine them. I would say 125 of them were horrible. They were update posts or not relevant or right, whatever. Right. But there was probably 25 to 50 in there that were great ideas that could be great search posts that just need to be updated. Yeah. So you update it, you repost it. Um, in a lot of cases, you combine them. Like there was some cases where, you know, I had, for instance, I did one on cool offices. So every year I post like, my cool like with air conditioning and <laughs> like really like interesting offices. Oh, so like, okay. You know, cool hotels, you know, places with a view every year I would publish my coolest offices. Um, So I had like, you know, seven or eight posts that were just, you know, all kind of the same thing. Right. So instead of continuing to do that, I basically will just say, as you mean, as a series. So I do that every year. And so now let's just say, okay, let's make one massive post trying to rank for coolest offices. And it's like the 50 coolest offices in the world. Right. Then you Uh, bump the number up because you've combined them. You put them all together. Exactly. Right. So you can bump the number up um, and a lot of them weren't very good and you could just kind of ax them. And so then you know, the post just keeps getting better with time as sure. you update and go to more interesting places. Well, so. I did that with with Travis. That was my he every year he would have the best travel gifts, you know, for 2016, 2017. Yeah. Every year he would do that. And I'm like, just combine them all into one, make it like the top 50 gifts and then just update it. And you can add the the number at the end if you want to if you want to update it with 2018 or whatever, and then just republish it. That's exactly what I do with best golf gifts. You keep the same thing. I'll usually like update it in September yeah. so that it's got time to kind of filter through. Mm-hmm. It's like that's also kind of a tip. Like if you're gonna do anything around seasonal. like holiday or yeah. seasonal stuff, don't publish. Like if you've got a Christmas post, <sighs> yeah. don't publish it on December 12th. Publish it on like you know 
September 1st, give it time to filter through, rank, give it a little bit of you and know, then, love. And then promote it in December. Exactly. Which is exactly. – I've been terrible at this because I run a very seasonal business. So I yeah. would write how to get rid of pool algae in June. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, and then in October, in you're ranking great for it. Right. But that I'm doesn't really help you a whole lot exactly. until <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any more? Um. Those are some of the big ones, you know, listening to readers, going back and looking at old content, looking at Amazon, uh, some of the stuff you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then all the other stuff we've kind of talked about through through the course of the day. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll often go into. OK, here's another one. Forums and Reddit can be a good one. Like ugh. if you have something that's yeah, very specific for like your niche. Yeah. Like if there's a golf like, oh, like you Quora know, too. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done much with Quora, but I know people that have killed it with it so yeah. just like we're uh, just looking for questions that people are asking yeah so, so like, you don't have to gather a, that data somebody else is already doing that for you totally so we have an, like a forum in location rebel so it's like those are all like paid members like so I'll, I'll often go there and just say what are people talking about what are they struggling oh, with okay um and so that's like i mean those are people that have already paid me they are committed so it's like those are the ones it's like okay these are like the important stuff because yeah. these are the have actually committed to building this business right um so i i tend to value those higher than the random reader off the street that emails me oh like in and i guess more than like a facebook group yeah so and this is we don't have a facebook group this is just kind of our private but you forum. could go to so someone else's do, that's in a similar true. right absolutely totally like who's a competitor to you like or in the same niche, I shouldn't say, because we don't really have competitors, I don't think. We don't really have competitors. I don't know. You could go into, like, you know, Smart Passive Income or Fizzle, yeah. some of those guys that are doing something similar. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, you know, if there's Facebook groups for your niche, like, absolutely a good place to look. Yeah. Um, I just thought of one, another one, which is, I don't like it, but I I recently installed this this free, it's, well, I'm not paying for it right now. It's called Chatra. Okay. And it's chat software that you can just put a line of code in on your web page and it'll just pop up a box that says like, do you want to chat? And I can create office hours and it's kind of like Slack actually, but okay. you embed it on your website. So it's similar to like, um, what do they call that shit? Uh, you ever go on a website and it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah they pop up all the time. Totally. I did that only on my sales pages at, for my two products at swim you. So I just have yep. it on, I just have it on one of my sales pages. And I have a little pop-up that's like, if, if they're on the page for 30 seconds, it'll say, hey, it's, I'm Matt. Can I help you answer questions about the product? No one has questions about the product. They have questions about their fucking pool. And so – and it's – a lot of times it's the same question like, my pool's green. And I'm like, here's, a, here's an article. Um, but then sometimes I'll get you know really specific stuff that's coming in in real time. Yeah. Uh, it's just you need – you kind of need traffic for that. You know, yeah. and you could just you like if I put it on every page at Swim University, I'd be bombarded. Oh, yeah. But yes. but if I put it on a handful of pages, I could get I could just sit down for, you know, a day and just answer a bunch of questions in real time and just gather a and ton of data. See what on, people say. Absolutely. Yeah, and just, That's kind of more of like an advanced tactic. Like I said, you need a little bit of traffic, but that can be a great way to yeah. you know, start getting some instant feedback. Yeah, I could do that on Brew Cabin, too. It doesn't get as much traffic, but at least that'd be more manageable. Yeah, so. for sure. And you'd probably be more interested in it. That's true. Yeah. Or I wouldn't know the answer. <laughs> or you wouldn't know the answer. <laughs> right. And I'd have to go research it because I'm, I'm still learning too. 
uh, I know I know a lot. I've been doing it for a long time, but I'm always that's one of those industries that I'm like I'm still learning. Whereas like pools, I've, I nailed it. I figured it out. I got that. Done. I got that down. There you go. Um, thanks, dude. Thanks for coming. Dude, on my pleasure. That. Hopefully, there was uh, something something of value for everybody. Do you, like how do you feel about this format? I like it. I think it's good. I Has like it, the. I think there could maybe be a little bit more structure. Um, even you know, kind of. Yeah. We kind of went off on, you know, some random tangents that I, I think are interesting to us. The question is, are they interesting to other people? Well, so the, part of the reason I want to do this is I it's really for people like us. Yeah. Like there true. is no podcast where it's like, you know, you're kind of you're in the weeds. You're doing this stuff and you're not a beginner. You yeah. Know, and it's like two. It's like kind of like I, I call it business porn. It's like. Yeah. Like like today. Like I just like I told you, I got super, uh, you know moist because of you're giving me ideas live here and and i'm like oh i can i can oh i can, I can do, do that, that myself and I'm yeah going for to sure do that. like i'm learning perhaps so you're the, learning oh i'm learning i didn't know the search thing within google yeah. analytics uh um, very easy to do yeah so you know i think that's cool is you kind of like stumble across things but you know, there's people that are like podcast junkies that they're like, yes, I want to listen to, you know, them talk for an hour and yeah. go off on their tangents and do their shit. And there's other people where it's like, they want you know, more structure. You, you could probably edit down a 15 minute version of that. That's sure. going to give them all the same takeaways. That's um, true. So it's just kind of like At the in balance. this format, I think it's good because you get the personality. You kind of feel like you're hanging out with them a little bit, but yeah. you have to work harder to get the like, you know, nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. As opposed to just having it like handed to you. Well, that's kind of like even what I was. I mean, I, the reason I want to do it this way is that's how Money Lab is. Where it's I'm not teaching anybody anything. That was the slowest. Yeah, because uh, it's like yeah. Uh, 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 Luckily, it was pretty good for the most part during the the call, at least yes. on my end. So yeah, hopefully, it recorded only, well. I think there's only one time it happened, but. Uh, yeah, but if you uh, want to come back on any time, uh, yeah, literally. If you're ever like, shit, I need a guest for you know this week. Like, get on here. Like, right. just let me know. But, Sweet. I mean, that's um, why I'm, I'm only talking to my friends because I, I can yeah. call favors like that. No, for sure. And anything like that, please let me know. I'm yeah. also finally at the point where we're like getting all the site shit figured out. So yeah. I want to install Ernest and start doing the yeah. affiliate stuff. Um, Third because mention. <laughs> Of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still live? Is this Is, still recording? Oh yeah, I have a I have oh. a whole ending. I do. Oh man, I thought you were just gonna like cut it off. And no, here we go. Part... I thought we were just talking. Now. now I have a whole. I have a whole. I have a bunch of shit to read. So oh, I well, do there. have some structure because I'm I'm reading this. It's not like I all of that was off the top of my head. So that would well, be impressive. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be uh, impressive. So so again, thank you for doing this, man. No, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. Uh, and I want to thank Paul of HealthGeeks.co for my new middle name this week via Twitter at HealthGeeks. Um, what was it? <laughs> I don't need your cheddar is my middle name. We'll see if it sticks. I don't know. It doesn't have a good. It doesn't have a good flow. But you're you're better than that. I, I think my last one was juice. My last one was juicy bits, but that's a beer. I was like, oh, Juicy yeah. <laughs> Bitch Givenisi kind of has a, a nice flow to it. Ooh, like that, that, that has a nice little ring to it. Nice little ring to it. Uh, so uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me or whoever's on the show to just, to talk about, sometimes I'm thinking about doing just like a solo episode. 
Uh, email me at matt at moneylab.co. And also feel free to send me new middle name suggestions. I'm open to trying new ones. <laughs> Be as raunchy and as funny and as ridiculous as you possibly can. Send them to me on Twitter at MattJevanese you can figure out how to spell it. Um, that would be awesome. And if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple podcast or Google play or wherever you listen to podcasts. Normally I use Apple podcasts. I don't know. What do you, do you listen to podcasts at all? Uh, occasionally what I listen it? to Noah Kagan's podcast and really stop doing it on a regular. That was like the one I listened to on a regular basis. So I'm but, just never in like a spot where I'm like focused because I'm not I'm like not a multitasker. I've got to focus on. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I only do it. I literally do it when I drive to the golf course. That's so, like the only time I listen to podcasts. Yep, I only do it when I drive. And if I have a long drive, which I don't drive very yeah. often because I work from home and I don't like traveling. Uh, and the other time is sometimes I'll just put my phone on and just sit in a chair. And just listen. <laughs> I've been doing that yeah. recently with beer brewing podcasts because it's like it's kind of like a audio course for me. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there going like I'm just gonna hear a guy talk about you know different malts to use in a amber ale. <laughs> it's the nerdiest and love every second of it. <laughs> mm, so good. Uh, if you <laughs> really like this show, and I I mean really in all caps, please leave me a review because apparently that helps more people to find out about us and attracts more sponsors because we need them, which will make us more money, which will allow me to continue to publish new episodes every week and bonus points for funny reviews. I definitely need more reviews. Uh, I think that'll finally get the show to rank somewhere in iTunes. I love that you're like the most like growth hackery guy I know where you're like, I'm going to rank for this. Okay, I take that back. But thank you. You experiment with a lot of things, <laughs> and you generally have some good results. Yeah. And with the podcast, you're just like, uh, "Leave me a review, please. I think that'll help things." <laughs> and that's like all you're doing. <laughs> well, I, all right. So here's what I know. I know it. I don't know for a fact if it does help. To be honest. Yeah. I, I'll, all I know is that now we're getting the truth. I'll, I, I know. I know that. I don't know if the actual review matters. It's the number of reviews. Got it. I again, no one knows this shit, but it's it. You know, my last podcast, which I think they have like a, over a thousand reviews now, and they're always ranking. And then that's an old show, and we, there's I think five hundred episodes or something. Um, so I I think it like any sort of engagement I think helps with that, and yeah, subscribing absolutely. really helps more than I think uh, the reviews, but. Be creative. Just go on and like leave a review. I'm looking forward to episode like 50 where you figured it all out or <laughs> figured out everything that doesn't work. Yeah. And you just talk about that. And I'm going to that's part of the I want it to be transparent and I want to be honest about this. So like, I like I just, it. Like I got 150 downloads last episode. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 150 people heard my voice. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm I, so proud. I really appreciate it. I'm very smart. Very smart. <laughs> Uh, speaking of reviews, this one's from uh, B Dun B B. Uh, I don't know. Bedumbed B D U N B B is how you spell it. If you're looking for a podcast that can help you clean your swimming pool, brew a cup of roasty coffee, create a rap album, and grow your business all at the same time, then this is the show for you. Do you like hustle? Air quotes and crush it. Air quotes in online business again. You're going to love this podcast. Are you ready to hashtag take action and add more hashtag value? Then subscribe right now. Go on. Do it. This podcast is super cool. 
Was it spelled Kewl with a K-E-W-L? That's correct, sir. Oh, good. Yes, okay. So it was. Very nice job enunciating that. Yes, thank you. Finally, visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online and subscribe to get email updates and announcements from me. And follow me on Twitter. I already said that, at Matt Givenisi. You can figure out how to spell it. So, uh, Sean, thank you again for being on. Thanks for having me, man. This cool. was fun. Cool. Thanks again for listening. That's it. Bye.